It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That is our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. If you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. Today on Thursday, the Carolina Panthers will be in Gainesville, Florida, as they will attend their final quarterback prospect pro day. I'm sure they'll go to a couple other ones to try and check out to see what wide receivers, edge rushers, tight ends, and corners and other positions that they might target in the draft. They'll also have their top 30 visits where Anthony Richardson, who'll see you today, Will Levis out of Kentucky, Bryce Young out of Alabama, and CJ Stroud of Ohio State will all come to Charlotte. There's also been reports that Bumper Poole, the linebacker out of Arkansas, will be one of those top 30 visits. So we'll see those over the next couple of weeks be reported on. Some of the guys the Carolina Panthers could be targeting here in the 2023 NFL Draft can appear in a couple of weeks on April 27th through the 29th. But let's focus today's show on Anthony Richardson. We've been doing a pro day tour here. We had Jimmy Stein on from Alabama. We had Lance Dahl on from Kentucky. We talked to Jay Sanders, Jay Stevens of Ohio State. I forget people's names, man. There's a lot of different names out there. So we talked about CJ Stroud. We talked about Bryce Young. We talked about Will Levis and what makes them a potential number one overall pick and what their strengths and weaknesses are and how they might fit here in Carolina. And there's, I don't think, a single quarterback in this draft that has the widest range of opinions that Anthony Richardson has coming out of the University of Florida. This dude is unreal when he is at his best, and he is unreal bad when he's at his worst. And you just wonder if he can put it all together, how good could he be in the NFL? And there was an argument to be made, and I've said this before, that Anthony Richardson should be the pick. There's an argument to be made that he should be the pick here in Carolina. You say that only because you think of the athleticism, the arm strength, and the obvious physical traits. And if you get him into the right situation, which behind a good offensive line, in which this coaching staff, you could say it's the right situation, and you give him a year to sit and watch and learn, work out the mechanics, he could have a higher ceiling than Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Will Levis. The concern is his floor 
probably lower than those guys because of all the things you have to work on to get him to be a viable starting quarterback in the NFL. And the Panthers aren't just looking for a viable starting quarterback. They're looking for the guy, that dude, to lead the parade in Uptown Charlotte, take it down, trade and try on. That's what they're looking for. Can Anthony Richardson be that guy? It's, it's possible. There's a timeline, possibly the one we're living in, that says that Anthony Richardson is the answer for the Carolina Panthers. But I don't know just yet. It might be worth the risk. And I wouldn't hate it if it happens. If they put that card up there, hand to Roger Goodell, and he says the Carolina Panthers have, elect, have selected Anthony Richardson quarterback out of Florida, I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to sweat a little bit. And I'm going to be like, okay, let's go. Let's see what happens here in Carolina, what Frank Reich and his staff can do with this guy. Because it would be incredible if they really could mold him into one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. And Frank Reich, he obviously seems intrigued. He talked about it at the NFL owners meeting on Tuesday, as we talked about on yesterday's show, that, hey, there's a lot to like there. Yes, the accuracy is a concern, but that does not really scare me as much as it scares some of y'all out there that don't know the nuances of football like I do, that being Frank Reich. And you have to wonder, though, is it worth it? I don't know. When you watch the quarterback prospects we talked about, he was by far the worst of them last year in college football. Levis struggled. Bryce Young did his thing. And CJ Stroud did his thing. But Anthony Richardson, one week looks great. The next week, not so great. It's just a roller coaster ride. Man, the highs. Whoo, buddy. I would love to see that in Carolina, of course, barring that they actually are able to coach him up. And he has it within him to be someone who can be coached and can turn into a top-tier quarterback here in the NFL. So we'll see how that works out. But let's talk to Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators here on the show when we come back to get his thoughts as Anthony Richardson prepares his pro day this afternoon there in Gainesville, Florida, on the campus of the University of Florida. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. 
All right, back here on Locked on Panthers. And as promised, the host of Locked on Gators, Brandon Olson. Follow him on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Brandon is down in Gainesville to check out the Pro Day later on today as Anthony Richardson is up next as far as Cordite Prospects. Carolina Panthers are checking out. Brandon, how you doing, man? I am incredible. I, I'm excited. I, I love to hear that. Started. I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm excited about this. We were kind of chopping it up uh, before coming on here, and I was like, actually, let's pause this conversation because this is exactly what we need to carry to the air. When I watch Anthony Richardson, it's an absolute roller coaster, which is what has me excited about him as a prospect, but also completely terrified if he does come here to Carolina. I think the perfect encapsulation of Anthony Richardson is week one and week two of this past college football season. You watch him against the University of Utah, the Pac-12 champs who beat the breaks off of USC to go to their second straight Rose Bowl this past year. You look at him, you think, oh, my God, this guy is a Heisman Trophy favorite. He's the best quarterback I have ever seen. Then you watch him a week later in a showtime game against Will Levis in Kentucky, and it's late in the fourth quarter, and they're afraid to even throw the ball on third and long. You're like, what happened to the guy I just saw? Last week, you could say the same thing for Tennessee. Looked really good. His first career start against Georgia in the cocktail bowl. Oh, my God. What's going on? Or cocktail party. What's going on here? Do you agree? Like, that is the entire Anthony Richardson experience after his 13 starts at Florida? Yeah, it's just you never know what you're going to get. I I remember covering the Utah game, and I was like, okay, like, this is a Heisman candidate. Like, like he's going to be that, especially if he keeps playing the way that he did just in terms of taking care of the football, running the ball, and like using his legs effectively. And then we saw Kentucky and no. And then we saw South Florida. And I remember during the South Florida game, I did the locked on now afterwards. And I was just like, just go go to the option offense because this guy can't complete a forward pass sometimes. And he did that kind of often. You look at LSU and Florida State, he went full stretches of the guy. I think it was – Florida State, he went almost two full quarters without completing a pass. And it just gets really rough at times. But I've I had to say it all year. You know, when you can, if you can get the ceiling that Anthony Richardson has, you go through all those rough moments just for that possibility. I know nowadays it feels like in the NFL, when looking at these prospects, they want experience. And there's been sort of a red flag put on some guys that didn't have much experience. You look at Mitch Trubisky coming out of North Carolina, only started one season there. He did get some spot opportunities early on in his career, but was never the true starter. You look at Richardson, only 13 career starts. CJ Stroud started for two years. Will Levis started for two years. Bryce Young started for two years. You look at a player like Brock Purdy, who had a great career at Iowa State starting for four years. Comes to the NFL, and now John Lynch is talking about, yeah, when he comes back, he's going to be our starter. How big of a concern should experience be for Panthers fans and teams evaluating Anthony Richardson? I don't know if it's just me trying to talk myself as Anthony Richardson, but I like to use he's only got 13 career starts as a great explanation for why he's been so inconsistent to this point. Like, he doesn't know. You have to understand that Anthony Richardson – he was crowned like the second coming before the 2022 season. He's a yeah. Gainesville kid. He went to East Side High. He was a highly touted recruit and commit under Dan Mullen. And it was this huge story for him. And he even said it at times. He's like, look, at, at certain times when we're playing at home in Gainesville, there's 90,000 fans in the crowd. 
and they are loud and they're cheering for me and it gets in my head sometimes like it like it just happens and that's a big part of inexperience will that happen at the next level maybe maybe not but i i do think that when you look at ar you're looking at someone where you you just go with it and yeah the the lack of experience showed there's no other way to say it where you saw that multiple times but at the same time you see the second half against tennessee was just explosive for Anthony yeah. Richardson. You watch the second half against LSU, which is, I mean, Anthony Richardson gave me one of my favorite moments as a Florida Gators fan. I'm 27. He gave me one of my favorite moments as a Florida Gator fan. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah, and, and he gave it to you where Florida has a tradition of playing Tom Petty's won't back down at the start of the fourth quarter. Florida just had nothing offensively. They played won't back down, and Anthony Richardson rips off like an 80-yard touchdown run on the first play. Like He gives you moments that nobody else can give you. Yeah, and that's – I love how you turn the lack of experience into a positive because that actually is a really good argument for Richardson that you can say, all right, yeah, he's only started 13 games in college. The first game was a complete disaster against a Georgia defense that, I mean, come on, Georgia won national championship. A lot of those guys ended up going in the first round. They're in the pros now. It makes sense. Florida, Georgia, right now, talent-wise, not on the same level, which is why the guy who was coaching them back then, Dan Mullen, is no longer in Gainesville and Billy Napier is. But that's a separate conversation for a separate day. But the argument of his best football is ahead of him is, I think, why you would take him. Because when you look at the athletic ability – there's no one in this draft at any position that is this kind of an athlete like Anthony Richardson. Like that's what gets me excited about him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the same way for me. I've been saying this since he was a backup. I'm like Anthony Richardson, people like him just don't exist. He's an alien people. His size don't move the way he moves. And if they can, they're playing edge rusher, receiver, tight end. They're not throwing the ball 70 yards in the air with velocity. Like, like no one can replicate that. But at the same time with Anthony Richardson, there are certain times where he couldn't hit the side of a barn if he was throwing the side of a barn. He does go ghost at certain times, but he gives you something that nobody else can give you. He's not a generational prospect in the sense of what he has right now is like clear cut first overall pick. but. I think you could argue he's generational in a sense like people like him don't don't come by often. It's it's just not and generational in a sense of yeah, NFL, yeah. like every four years or something like that. Yeah, you look at guys like I guess people would probably say like Trevor Lawrence was like was like that coming out. I mean, after being the top quarterback going to Clemson, winning a national championship, being a three year starter, and then everyone knowing you'll be the number one pick, and he's so far had a good career taking the Jags to the playoffs. Like that's what you look at as a guy who can be a generational talent. Like he's a generational athlete. Absolutely. We haven't seen an athlete like this, especially at this position since, I mean, dare I say Cam Newton. Now what Cam did at Auburn, completely different. So I'm not going to try and sit here and be like, compare the dudes, especially what Cam did here in Carolina, winning MVP and what he did in the NFL. Like Anthony Richardson did not do what Cam did at Blinn Junior College, or what Cam did at Auburn, or what Cam has done in the NFL. He's not done that in his prep career, his college career. So I'm not going to sit here and make comparisons. When you look at the athlete, like, that's something I think Panther fans can see, like, hey, man, maybe we could have another cam, especially when that could be coached up better. No, we talk about the accuracy. Rough. Now, Frank Reich was speaking to the media yesterday talking about, hey, you know, it's not great, but I don't get overly concerned about that. You got to fix the mechanics. So how much of it is just the mechanics? Maybe Richardson not knowing when to throw a fastball and to put some touch on it? Or is it just the receivers? Because I 
don't think any of the receivers at Florida were all that great this past year. So I'm just trying to wonder how much of it is on him and how much of it is on what's also around him and some of the other external uh, factors in terms of accuracy. I, I say that a lot of it does come on him. You know, mechanics are certainly a thing that he's been working on. If you look at when he played in 2021 rotating with Emory Jones, his throwing style looks a little different in 2022 because he kept spending time with Denny Thompson over at six points in Jacksonville, working on that throwing motion and developing. And he's been doing that. And even Anthony Richardson has said, uh, Ricky Pearsall, who's Florida's most talented receiver, he's pretty fast. And Anthony Richardson has gone publicly saying, I forget how fast he is sometimes. And, and that's why I might, that's why my balls are inaccurate when I throw to him sometimes. And I, I take that as a great sign of acknowledging that it's your fault and, and that's what's going on with it. But I do think that a lot of it's on him. Not not great surrounding talent. Receivers weren't awesome. I mean, the starting tight end for Florida in 2022 was a guy who was his first year playing tight end after playing edge rusher. But it's still, as, as a quarterback, it's your job to get the ball to your receiver. And hopefully he improves with it. And I do think that he kind of showed some progression throughout the season. We obviously know he's a great athlete. He's got a good arm. It, it seems like he's pretty mature. I, I do think back to he had the nickname AR-15, and we, we know kind of what that can be associated with in our country. And he decided, you know what, let me just take go away from that sort of branding. So he does have like the emotional maturity to understand like, hey, maybe I don't want my brand to be associated with this. So I, I do appreciate that about him. Also, the Pearsall tip that you just gave me there. What kind of guy is Anthony Richardson? Because that's one of the biggest pieces of the evaluation, I think, the next month. Because I think the Panthers, I mean, I don't think the Panthers at this point in time should know what kind of player he is. But what kind of person is Anthony Richardson? What kind of person are the Panthers and any other organization potentially getting as him at with him as their starting quarterback or their franchise quarterback? For as many negative things as you can hear about him as a player, I can't recall a single time I've heard anybody say anything negative about Anthony Richardson. And then that's not me just trying to fluff him up, but genuinely I've never met anybody that's had a negative thing to say about him as a human being. Like he's great with his family. He's he worked throughout high school because he had to, to support his mom and his little sibling. And he constantly gives back to the community. He does that as often as he can. And like you mentioned, dropping the AR 15 moniker, which I loved because I hated it when he picked it up and I loved it when he put it down. But I mean, he's just, he's a great person. He's a great kid. And he's, I think only going to get better. Yeah, no, I'm excited to to really get to know him better too throughout this draft process. Because one of the things about the draft that really frustrates me is that like we spend too much time focusing on the inaccuracy. Like who is Anthony Richardson? What kind of guy is he? And he seems like everything I've read about him has, like you said, largely been positive. I mean, you might, you can obviously criticize his play and like what he's missing out of his quarterback talent, but it's fine. Like he's the guy, I mean, it's not fine necessarily on field, but off the field, there seems to be no sort of character issues at all. He seems like it'd be a great guy. Now I'm curious because he has so much, it seems like to work with, are you on board or are you of the opinion that he shouldn't sit out his first year? If he gets to the NFL this year, I mean, I mean, he's going to be the NFL. Do you think he should sit out this first year? Yeah, I, I, I started out media covering the NFL draft and Anthony Richardson's one of those guys where you look at him and you're like, all right, you ride the bench for a year and then then we'll see what we have, or at least, you know, 12 games or so. And then we'll see what we have. But I think that a lot of people like to bring up 
going back to the inexperienced part of it of, oh, he should come back to college because he needs yeah. that experience more. Um, strongly disagree because so much about Anthony Richardson is that ceiling. And if you come back where 2022, you have first year head coach, first year as a starter, first year in this offense, great offensive line, but horrible weapons surrounding you. You have all those things you could chalk up as he's trying, but, but there's a lot of, there's a lot going on that adds a lot of variance to this. Whereas if you look at him in 2023, if he came back and he struggled again, maybe you go, all right, that's, that's just who Anthony Richardson is. So I think yeah. being behind a veteran is a great idea personally. I mean, I'm a Giants fan. I wanted him to go to the Giants and I was like, well, now they're not doing it with Daniel Jones. But I mean, I think that he would really greatly benefit from sitting behind a veteran quarterback for a little bit. Yeah, and Carolina has that here with Andy Dalton, so it would be a good situation. And the money that Dalton's making makes you think that, hey, are they taking Richardson? Because they're paying this guy potentially $17 million over two years, which could allow Richardson to sit at least for a season before getting his opportunity if he does come here to Carolina. Yeah, I was wondering about that with the college aspect of him potentially returning. Like, Was that really ever in the cards for him to go back there? I'm sure Billy Napier would have loved to have him back. Did it ever seem like Richardson was ever leading towards going back to college? Yeah, um, I don't know if he was ever leaning towards it, but it was a very real possibility up until very late November or early December. Like, And the players were openly campaigning for him to come back. Montreal Johnson, the leading rusher this year, he did a press conference and someone asked him about Anthony Richardson and Montreal Johnson. And yeah, we need some people to come back. And then he paused, looked at the camera and went, Ant. And so he was very publicly campaigning for Anthony Richardson to come back. Uh, freshman tight end Hayden Hansen was doing the same thing. A lot of guys were, and I've been told that up until pretty much when he declared on, I think it was December 5th, he was very much considering coming back to Gainesville for another year. And I'm assuming he got that draft advisor grade back and he's like, I'm, I'll, I'll see you. Yeah, no, I figured that it was one of those things too. Like with NIL, maybe he could have gone back, but you could bring up a, big, a good point. Like if he goes back to Florida, he struggles. Do teams start looking at him as being like, oh, maybe he's not that guy now. I don't really buy into that because the NFL largely is about traits, especially in the draft gate. Okay? You want to get the best players, but you can get the body and you can coach them up because that is their job, especially here in Carolina. No matter who they take, a smaller guy in Bryce Young, a big guy like Anthony Richardson, you're going to have to coach them up. So it's on you to make sure you get the best out of them. You put the best team around this guy and have an offense that is going to play off of his strengths so that he can have success. So, I can see why he decided not to leave or why he decided to leave and not stay in Gainesville. I, I would have loved to see him play one more season in college because it's going to kind of suck not to get to see him play really at all in the NFL if that is a team's plan. Now, maybe that might not be the plan depending on uh, where he ends up landing uh, potentially here in Carolina. Just any final thoughts just on Anthony Richardson that we might not have covered, just strengths, weaknesses, anything that you think Panther fans need to know about this guy? I think one thing that's important to note is that Billy Napier has done nothing but praise him and his work ethic specifically. Like I know that what we saw in film this year from Anthony Richardson wasn't good. It was better than what we saw in film in 2021. And I'm talking about even when he was just rotating in occasionally looking at the South Florida game from 2021, where he was overthrowing Khalil Jackson three times in a row deep in the end zone. Like he improved consistently he improved throughout the season as a leader. And there were certain points where he was kind of pulled aside by Billy Napier and Billy Napier's like, Hey, you need to step up. You need to do this. And it's also important to acknowledge that 
Florida's backup quarterback situation in 2023 was, or 2022 was very rough where Anthony Richardson was restricted. Like Billy Napier said, we're telling him not to run as much as he wants to because we cannot afford to, for him to get hurt. Our primary backup quarterback, Jack Miller III, had thumb surgery on his throwing hand right before the season. He did not get cleared until the bowl game when he had to start right immediately. So this was not a situation where he, he had a freshman backing him up. And so this wasn't a situation where Florida was very comfortable with their backup quarterback situation. And Billy Napier very openly said, we're telling him that he needs to not run as much, that he needs to stay healthy because we can't deal with this. And you saw him get banged up in certain times. You look at the Kentucky game, he got wrapped up at the ankle and then he started limping. And that happened a few times where he was just taking hits. He didn't have to take, or he shouldn't have taken, but he was getting banged up and he was told, Hey, protect yourself. We need you. And so when people want to talk about him and his play, I think it's important to understand that he was somewhat on a bit of a leash there. Okay. Then it's part of it. It is also kind of like a, a positive that he did want to stay in the pocket, even if he was coached to do that, because it only helps teams see that, okay, well, he's not looking to run every time. And I even think that part of that is just naturally Anthony Richardson decided like, Hey, like I have a good arm. Let me go see what's out there before I go out there and out athlete everybody on the other side of the ball. But I'm excited to see him today at his pro day. I know you'll be down there. I typically think pro days are a complete waste of time. But with a guy like Richardson, where there are questions about his accuracy, I am curious to see what he does throwing against air. Like CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis, whatever. I know what I'm going to see from them. It's going to be the same thing I saw from them, especially with Stroud and Young, what I saw from them in actual game action. I'm curious to see what uh, Anthony Richardson is going to do today down there in Gainesville. So I appreciate your time, Brandon. I appreciate the insight. Guys, make sure to check out Locked On Gators on YouTube and, of course, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow Brandon on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Brandon, thanks again, man. Yeah, thank you so much, and I'm ready for him to go viral. That's <laughs> We're already there. His first game was like hurdling a dude. I love it so much. All right, let's take a quick pause here on Locked On Panthers and come back and uh, wrap up the show. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Great stuff there from Brandon Olson, host of Locked on Gators, about Anthony Richardson, who I think is going to wow us once again today at his pro day. I am curious to see his accuracy. That is really the only question I have about him. And also, like, can he play this position? I have the same questions about C.J. Stroud as far as can he play this position at this level? Same thing with Bryce Young and Will Levis. Can they play this position at this level, at a high level, to the point where the Carolina Panthers can take over the NFC South, 
and compete for Super Bowls? That is the question I have all for all four of these quarterback prospects. And that's the question that we need to have answered by their play. And of course, you know, by draft night when the Carolina Panthers decide who they want to take. But Anthony Richardson, man, what a sick athlete he is. It is a roller coaster ride. Part of me. The sicko in me wants to get on that roller coaster ride and see what's going to happen, the highs, the lows, because you're going to go through it. Even with Levis and with Stroud and with Young, you're going to have the ups and downs. But are they going to have the twists and turns as well? Like you might have Anthony Richardson. And could it pay off in the end? So again, I said, like, guys, you give up all that capital. You got Andy Dalton who could start for a year. I know none of us wants to see that. We want to get our quarterback now and watch him this year. Cause I think the most important thing this year is to get the young rookie quarterback out there and to see whether he can be that guy. We don't want to wait another season. And then you really got two years to find out whether that guy is the right guy. Cause you have the whole fifth year option. That's going to have to be exercised after that third year. So I understand all that. I get it. Man, think about the risk reward, especially the reward. If you, kind of redshirt Anthony Richardson this season and then put him out there. And with this coaching staff around him, man, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I just, I never felt more alive when I watched that dude play Utah. And I have never been more confused when I watched him next week against Kentucky. But it's, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> that's, that's keeping it, uh, that's keeping it light, man. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for y'all today. Let's take a, that's it. Okay. I'm just, I'm off. I'm off today. I don't really know. I'm just kind of like off my game, but whatever. Let's go. Uh, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, again, hosted by yours, Julie. Julian Council, subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Fridays, like tomorrow, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions into me right now. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I will talk to y'all on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 